The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Dr. Jason Kupsik. <laughs> What's cracking, Playboy? How does it feel to not have to look at something disgusting? Yeah. I mean, I know you got to look at me now. No, I tell you, it's a, it's kind of a nice change of pace. Um, and it's like there's this added pressure when... <laughs> when uh, when we're live on Facebook, you know what I'm saying? So not being live on Facebook for for this episode, it's kind of nice, man. Not going to lie. I'm all fucking... Ugh, I'm drinking beer over here and I'm gassy. What are you drinking? Uh, what is this called? Organ Grinder. Amber Ale. Oh, I've heard that. Yep. I've had that. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I got to get a refill on Big Rip. So tonight I'm drinking... It's another local brewery, yeah. Um, Boulevard Brewery, nice, nice. Um, having their Irish ale, which is their spring ale. Nice, so. good stuff, my friend. Good stuff, indeed. Oh, so what's but new, man? I'll be going to Big Rip this weekend. I'm sure. You heading that way? I think so. That's always a good idea. My eyeball doesn't fall out of my head. <laughs> So, for those of you that don't know, Jason says he has some goopy stuff in his eye. It's irritating. No, I don't. I don't have no. any goopy stuff. It's yeah, sore it's and red around the bottom of it. Okay, so when he was telling me the story, I heard goopy stuff. So, like... <laughs> I did say that there's not goopy stuff, so I said the words. So, I heard you goopy. didn't hear the part. I just heard goopy stuff. I'm sorry. So, anyway... But Jason is highly medicated. He's taking a couple of Benadryl, but he's also how many beers deep are you right now, buddy? I'm starting my second one, oh, okay. and I'm not highly medicated. They're just <laughs> two Benadryl. Well, okay. Well, but, yeah. Still, still. By the end of the show, man. By the end of the episode, it could get fun. Especially if I move on to number three. I mean, yeah, that's who what knows I'm what saying. could happen? Hey, it's always a good idea. Um, interesting news uh, in the world of NASA. Did you uh, see the press conference? Yeah, and uh, what do you what do you what are your thoughts? It is, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yes, it was. And it's exactly what I said it was going to be on the last exactly. episode. Exactly. And the reasons why they had to hype it up, I feel, are valid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To why I said they had to. Um, it's exciting. I mean, it is an exciting thing. For sure. The one thing is also that we mentioned on the last episode and before, we're never going to fucking get there unless no. we figure out some different technology or some way. Yeah. Man, even if we would have to have something like in like in Interstellar, a planetary ecosystem that we could bring with us and yeah. survive on and breed on I don't, in order to keep us alive long enough to get there i mean we <laughs> haven't even been on this planet for eighty thousand years i don't know how far this star is but it's got to be that far if not more oh god dude um, i mean we have we've only been maybe i mean just spitballing fifteen thousand years 20 at the most yeah is like as around the time that they feel the humans have been on the planet in this in you know homo erectus and whatnot, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> traveling that distance. Ah, uh, I guess it's one yeah. thing to say that there could be life there that has the possibility of reaching us. Yeah, I mean that's they totally they feasible. Talked about as far as I know, I didn't see it. I did read a little bit about it. I didn't see the press conference. I didn't watch Did the press say conference. How I didn't old watch the planetary systems was, or oh, how that, old the planets uh, were? Not to my knowledge. That's a great freaking question, man. 
it doesn't mean that if they're younger than us that they wouldn't be able to advance faster than us. Yeah. But if it is an evolutionary thing and they're like our planets, it would be a lot like the way we evolved. Though we the, the we aren't here just because I know this is all theoretical, but I, I feel this some of this stuff is pretty solid. Right. We aren't here just because of our distance from the sun. That allows us to be here and it allowed us to breed. There were so many other factors that made that happen yeah. to get to the point, including a lot of scientists think that things we we you know, we passed through things that crashed into our planet and made it brew and sure. all that kind of stuff. So there's so many factors. And I do believe that there's life out there somewhere, even if it's not here. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, is they would uh, they would have to be much different than us th- to get here. So Yeah, that's for damn sure. And I did see something, and I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if this was real or not. I did okay. see something before the announcement, and it said it was from NASA saying, it's not aliens, it'll never be aliens, just stop asking about aliens. No way. I think that they would word it differently. They would, they would if they be, find life on Mars or on another planet in our solar system, they're going to most likely be just organisms, just small things. Oh, absolutely. And they wouldn't call them aliens off the top. I feel like an alien announcement will probably come from somebody other than NASA. Most likely. It would get passed up to the government, and the yes. government would find somebody to announce it. What was I going to say? So. I forget. So the other night, went to a movie uh, with the wife, right? So, uh, but uh, What movie? Well, we went... This was a couple weeks ago. I think I mentioned it on the show when we went and saw Fifty Shades Darker, I believe is what it's oh, called. Oh, yeah, the cucumbers. That's what it was. Everywhere. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Okay, so... um. I'm trying to think. There was a there was a preview, obviously, at the beginning of the of the film. Uh, the preview was uh, people in space. Uh, it's life with Gillen Hall. Fuck, I don't know, man. It might be. It might be. Um, I don't know. They found this little substance or whatever, and then the substance starts yeah, to grow it was and on expand. A and they it, captured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, life. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Pretty pretty interesting. They spin a little thing and figure out if they you know move around and collect things and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean that. It looks like your typical. Even like even though it's not a horror movie, that movie. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Apollo eighteen, where they went to the moon and they didn't come back because there was an organism follow or in there with them. Uh, you never saw that one? No, I, I own that movie. I'm trying to think. I, I it's know it's... the same premise. It is, it that is. They find life, but they figure out they can't bring it back to the planet. Right, right. Because it might kill everybody. That's and that's what stuff. this movie is. And I'm... Good you know, it, looked, it actually looks pretty good. Uh, I don't know if it's a, a new story is what I'm trying um, to get at. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It feels like uh, Hollywood's kind of uh, running out of ideas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe. Oh my! I mean, God. The, I did. You know, you, did you watch the Super Bowl? I watched half of the Super Bowl. I watched. Uh, okay, yeah, that's what happened. I watched half of it. Watched Lady Gaga's thing of a bobber. Then, uh, my internet connection. Like something jacked up with it hardcore. Oh yeah, you don't have cable. God no, God no. We're never home enough to to enjoy it. Yeah, you know. So yeah. But uh, I did watch it, and you know the game itself. I didn't really pay attention to till yeah. the end because it did have a very exciting yeah, ending. Yeah, until it got good. I yeah. I'm not a huge football fan, right, but it's right. it's good to have a game like that. I'll oh, watch sure. a game like that. For sure, man. Anyways, there were so many previews in there, but a lot of them were just continuations of old oh, stories. Yeah. Like even the even the Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean preview trailer, yes, yes. it looked good. It looked really good. For sure. Um, 
the trailer did anyways. But yeah, they had that. They had Transformers, and that actually yeah. looked... The, the preview for that looked really good. Fucking I don't know if it'll translate into an actually good movie, but those movies are kind of just like numb, and you yeah. watch them for what they are. Exactly. They're not like hard-hitting. Um, let's hard see. What, Logan. Logan is Dude. like one of the best Wolverine movies that's been out you know, ever, oh. in a long time, if not ever. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But it's still just in a continuation for sure. of this, you know, it's a, it's not a remake or anything like that, but it's, no, just, it's just continuation. continuation. Um, I'm trying to think in life, life had one. Oh, I didn't, I probably missed that. I thought it looked I'm interesting. There was, was a, like, yeah. oh, there's a King Kong, uh, whatever that one's that. called. Yes. It looks awesome, Dude. but Dude. that's just another rehash. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. It's not a movie, but Stranger Things 2, the preview for that, is amazing. God, people lost their shit over the fact that Stranger Things is coming back. So, so we have to wait till October. Yeah, I still got to finish the series, which will probably take me until yeah, October. No. I was sitting there, uh, uh, like everybody else probably, and that commercial started, and it was just like an old school, like 80s or yeah. 70s ego commercial. Yes. It was 80s, definitely, because that's when it's placed, but... Like what the hell is this? <laughs> but then you knew right away. But that massive thing in the sky. Yeah. I wonder if he's on the upside down or in the upside down then, or if that's actually on the well, they never called it, but we're living right. in the right side up. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that um they were wearing Ghostbusters Dude. uniforms in Part of it made everybody in this field flip their shit. Made me jizz erwer. <laughs> it was amazing. Had to change my drawers, man. Shit, so cool, so cool. I don't know. I guess some of the things coming out that I'm excited for, they're not necessarily remakes, but they are continuations of stories, like right. like the new the Thor movies. And the other, uh, whatever other Avengers. Oh, uh, the um, oh Guardians of the Galaxy that's coming out. For sure. Um, but those are all continue. I don't think there's, the, our point is, I don't, I'm sure there's a few I'm not thinking of, but yeah, everything that I can think of is a continuation or a rehash of something. That's not surprising. It's really not surprising. So why don't you come up with the original idea, Josh? For a film? Or yeah, for a fiction, science oh, fiction film. I don't know if I'm good at the fiction stuff. Honestly, I've I've tried my hand at a few a uh, few different things a few different times. Um and I think it's okay what I have. But those are just books. You know what I'm saying? This is just books. I have an idea. I've never put them out, though. I don't know how to write a script. Um, And it's not an original story, necessarily, but it is one that I haven't seen a film made of, but I'm not going to mention it on the show. Fucker. (laughs) I (laughs) I I am working on a project right now. I cannot talk about it very much at all. Um, but, uh, my good pal, Kurt, who actually is a co-owner of Malvern Manor with me has, has a buddy who happens to be, uh, Hollywood actor, um, fairly, fairly well known or whatever. Uh, I think you've mentioned him I, before. To uh, me. never, yep. Never no, on the show. There. Yep. Um, but, uh, so I, uh, got reached out to this guy or from this guy and, uh, he asked me to put together a script for a really cool idea that he has for a for a new movie. Uh, so I've been working on that. Never really written, like you said, never really written a script. You know what I mean? So this is kind of a new world for me. Uh, trying to come up with, you know, trying to capture the tone of a character is always a bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like I always try to incorporate my buddies into certain characters and how they talk in the exact delivery in which that, uh, or in the manner in which they're speaking. You know what I mean? 
it's a bitch. It's a pain in the ass. So. Anyway, Every time so. I've ever tried to write anything, I've actually gotten a few chapters in on books before, just sure. fiction books, science fiction kind of stuff. But I always end up... It always seems to be too much like Stephen King. I would be like... Um, it makes sense. It makes somebody sense. Somebody reads this, they're going to think, oh, well, you just copy. I mean, I didn't copy any stories necessarily, right, but... Right. I don't know. It's just... He's, uh, you know, that, that makes sense to me because I... Other than the... the you know novels and stuff I read in school. Yeah, I've only read uh, Stephen King and Michael Crichton. Books. So there you go. The rest right of the there. Stuff I've read over the last twenty years has been nonfiction. But now think about it. Or like UFO books and stuff like that. Right. But all novels and all fiction books I've read in the last twenty years have been Stephen <laughs> King and Michael Crichton and but stuff now, like that. But think of those two authors, and they're they're very different styles of writing. I'll give you that. Mm. However. The two of those mother jumpers, well, they are so keen on the detail that you can fucking smell it. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're in that story. You can fucking practically smell what's going on. They can take an entire paragraph and describe a fucking blade of grass. It is outstanding yeah. to me. It is fucking it's so Like fucking Under the amazing. Dome. Dude, you under read the, under dome. the Dome, right? I've read it like three times now. It's amazing. The the show didn't. The show no, was the show sucked a dick. horrible. Sucked a dick. I watched the first like three episodes or whatever. But yeah. you feel like you know those people personally. Absolutely. In that book, and I like it. The same thing. Like it. I've been reading it for the last two years. I'll read it. Yeah. For a little while, and put it down. Yep. And read it for a little while, and put it down. I'm still only halfway through it, but now I've been reading it the past month pretty hard. Nice. Um, it's a great book, man. It's a great yeah, it is, but it's, it's, it's actually, I think it's his longest. I don't know if it... Dude, it's quite possible. It's quite it's, possible. In, in paperback, it's 1,300, or <laughs> almost 1,100 pages. It's, just, it's a monster. It's a monster. Oh, my God. So. So, we, I have a few so, texts, just a couple, that yeah. we didn't get to when we had our buddies on from Language of Bromance, yes. which was a great episode. Dude, that was so oh, much fun. A lot of fun. So much fun with those guys. So, yeah, they are on the Pod Bros Network with us, so go check them out. That's right. And I've been having fun on Twitter with <laughs> another guy that's on the Pod Bros Network. Oh, sweet. I don't know how. I, I think his name is Jeff Sanguis. Sanguis? Okay. It's the Jeff Sanguis show or whatever. I might, I might, I'm going to be a guest on his show pretty soon. Sweet. Um, he's just a guy in Detroit that sits there and talks about random stuff. It's a good show. So it's you guys perfect. should go check it out. But I currently, well, we haven't got into it yet, but I initiated a battle for uh, who's going to be the one to take Timothy Oliphant home between me and him on Twitter. <laughs> Because he expressed his love for him on his show, the most recent episode. Nice. And I told him he's going to have to fight me for it. So we'll see where that goes. Battle because, to the death. Um, I don't know. This is going to be fun. But yeah. I will win and I, get Timothy Oliphant's love. I will be victorious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So what you said we had a couple texts, is that right? Oh yeah. I got distracted by, you know, cowboy stuff. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Shaggy has a few texts. Nice. Um He he was the one that suggested the three girls, so it uh, says, I like how they're even looking into the Mandela effect. Yes. One thing I have been thinking about lately is if it is all crappy human memory to blame, then why is everybody misremembering it the exact same way? It's a very good point. You would think if it was bad memory, there would be multiple versions of each one of these effects. That's a good point. It is, but it's also... It, it just... Either way... I, I don't know if it's real or not, but it would suggest that the people's minds were manipulated in the same way, that there was something yeah. that had reminded them in that way. That's why so many people pick up on that. Could be. Um, so weird. So 
damn, Jason, that hospital investigation sounds awesome, you lucky yeah. dog. Yeah. I agree 100%. All paranormal investigators must be crazy. I know I sure as shit am. It's fine. Um, and he says, I am pretty sure the ghost that Mr. World Peace was referring to was his own hand that <laughs> yes. probably fell asleep and was numb. The I believe they call that the stranger, the stranger not a ghost. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that's great. So yeah, that, that, that's it on the text. Nice. Yeah, you could call us at nine one three seven three zero seven two five five or text us. That's right. Or send me pictures on there, like I'm so Mr. Rip Rose's nipples. They're still they're gonna get on the website soon. It's happening for everybody to look at. It's happening. Put them put them pepperonis on there <laughs> up on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I might add little piercings to them why with not? like flowers or something. Okay, why not? Why not? <laughs> That'd be great. Oh my god. Fun stuff. So what are we talking about tonight, Ugh. bud? We are talking anachronistic artifacts. Anachronistic which... artifacts, which means Okay, so an anachronism is a chronological inconsistency in some arrangement, especially a juxtaposition of persons, events, objects, or customs from different periods of time. Right. The most common type of anachronism is an object misplaced in time, but it may also be other things. But when it comes to anachronistic artifacts, it's an out-of-place artifact or an out-of-time artifact. So, Or something that just shouldn't exist. I'm like, shit shouldn't be there, is what you're saying. Like, uh, let's see, let's see. Well, there was, I mean, we've talked about it many times on the show. They've found uh, gears and, and things of that nature and uh, what appear to be batteries of some sort um, or fuses and things of that nature in fucking the middle of, I don't even know, caves somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's shit that shouldn't be there. Yeah, and that's a lot of what I pulled. I pulled oh, a sweet. Bunch. Okay. Like, I think I have, um, it looks like 10, 12, 15 different things. Nice, nice. And if we run out, if we run out before we run out of time, there's a web, there's literally hundreds of them. Oh, absolutely. So, some of the more well known ones. Is the okay? So I might butcher this name, but it's the Antikythera mechanism. Okay. And this one, I know that I've mentioned it on the show before, even if it was just in passing, but not by the name. So it's an ancient analog computer or ore. Okay. Or uh, I think it's ori. Or anyways, it's um, now what they think it is is a mechanical model of the solar system. Shit. That at one point it had something sticking out of it that had all the the planets going around. Um, Interesting. It's used to predict astronomical positions and eclipses for calendrical and astrological purposes, as well as the Olympics, according to some. So they still don't know exactly what it is. So like they're still trying to pinpoint what the fuck. They have a pretty good grasp on what it probably is. But the thing is, is when, when it is, (laughs) where it was. So it's a clockwork like appearance dating to about 1000 years before clocks were invented. Um, It's been claimed by fringe source, fringe sources to be evidence of alien visitation. Wow. Um, Even Zechariah Sitchin argued that the artifact is a product not of man, but of the gods. Uh, however, mainstream scientists consider the mechanism to be a form of mechanical computer created about 150 to 100 BCE, wow. based on the theories of astronomy and mathematics developed by the ancient Greeks. Its design yeah. and workmanship reflect a previously unknown, but not implausible degree of sophistication. So, huh. they've taken this thing. So, here oh, I'll just finish reading it, and then we'll. The uh, mechanism was discovered in 45 meters of water 
in the Antikythera shipwreck off Point Glyphidia on the Greek Isle of Antikythera. The wreck was found in April 1900 by a group of Greek sponge... sponge, I don't know why I can't say that. Greek sponge divers. Nice. Who retrieved numerous artifacts, including bronze and marble statues, poetry, or sorry, pottery. Pottery. I think that they might be clicking... Kicking in a little bit. <laughs> My mind is okay. My go. mouth doesn't seem to be able to translate. <laughs> yeah, I things. can't Anyways. talk fucking words, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also retrieved numerous artifacts, including bronze and marble statues, uh, pottery, unique glassware, jewelry, coins, and the mechanism. <sighs> All were transferred to the National Museum of Archaeology in Athens for storage and analysis. Merely a lump of corroded bronze and wood at the time, the mechanism went unnoticed for two years while the museum staff worked on piecing together more obvious statues. So there are pictures of that, and they have some big gears and small gears, and it's completely torn apart now in the sense that they've laid it out to figure out what it was. So they basically dismantled. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they dismantled it, but they didn't just like rip it apart, you know. They right. They did it methodically, like like any archaeologist would. Um, they have not. Nobody has ever found it any mention of this in any literature or historical archives. Nobody's found any reference to anything like this. And this type of clockwork had not would not be invented for at least another thousand years. Wow. And like I said, the most believed what it's believed to be by most people is the Ori. I I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but the mechanical model of the solar system. And they actually on the Wikipedia page, they have a breakdown of how they think it actually was set up inside and how it moved and everything. Okay. Of course, there's a bunch of different opinions. People have drawn different ways that it would work together. Absolutely. But the overall thing is, is even if it is a model of the solar system, one, I don't know how far out the planets go in this model and how would they know about the outer planets yeah. if they were there. And two, this type of mechanism took another thousand years for anybody to make a similar one. Yeah, it's kind of fucked. Unless it was dropped a thousand years later and landed in the shipwreck somehow. Hmm. But still, I don't know. They they don't have another one like it, even when they started making clocks. Wow. So. You gotta love it, pal. Gotta love it. Next one is the Baghdad Battery. This is the one, yes. The Baghdad battery. So this one might actually be explained now, but uh, really? the Baghdad battery or Parthian battery is a set of three artifacts which were found together: a ceramic pot, a tube of one metal, and a rod of another. Wilhelm Koenig yeah. was an assistant at the National Museum of Iraq in 1930s. In 1938, he authored a paper offering the hypothesis. This may be, or may have formed of a uh, galvanic cell, (laughs) probably used for electroplating gold onto silver object. Yeah. The interpretation is generally rejected today. Okay. Uh, Some believe that wine, lemon juice, grape juice, or vinegar was used as an acidic electrolyte solution to generate an electric current from the difference between the electrode potentials of the copper and the iron electrodes. Okay. Conant had observed a number of very fine silver objects from ancient Iraq plated with very thin layers of gold and speculated that they were electroplated using batteries with these as the cells. Uh Uh, The artifacts strongly resemble another type of artifact with a known purpose. Storage vessels for sacred skulls from nearby 
Selakusha on a Tigris. Those vessels do not have the outermost clay jar, but are otherwise almost identical. Since these vessels were exposed to the elements, it's possible that a papyrus or parchment inside had completely eroded away, perhaps leaving a trace of slightly acidic organic residue. Interesting. So, um, I read another part. I didn't get it down here, but I, I do remember what it said. Yeah. That the amount of, I think it's called cathodic electricity or anathodic. I don't, I don't remember. The amount of, let's just say, electricity needed to do the electroplating, this was not capable of doing. There would have had to have been a multiple, you know, a big number of these. And since this is the only one they've ever found, right. they've pretty much um, dismissed the electroplating part. The other thing is, is I don't, I don't know if this gives off enough to light a light bulb, but they wouldn't have, as far as I know, they wouldn't have had a light bulb to light. But I don't, I don't know about this one after reading into it more. It could just be a coincidence that it could produce a small amount of electricity sure. in the right conditions. Huh. Um, just because it can do something doesn't mean it was meant to do that. Exactly. Maybe, maybe they stored something in there and they never introduced liquid. But if they had, maybe we'd be even more advanced now and be able to go visit those seven Shit. planets. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> That's one of my favorites, though. The Baghdad battery. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, goodness. I was already tired. You're fucked, huh? Look at you. No, I'm okay. No. I feel like really hot right now. (laughs) (laughs) Not that way. I was thinking of Timothy again. Hey, you know what you should do? What's that? Since you're feeling hot, I think uh, a little more alcohol would probably put out that fire, don't you? No, I don't. I don't think. I think it will make me even hotter. Go get another drink. And I'm still drinking this one, though it's almost gone. The good doctor needs a drink. (laughs) God damn it. Oh my gosh. I tell you what though. Why don't we pause real quick? We're going to uh take a little break. Get a word in from the sponsors and we will talk to you in just a brief moment. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence, discuss theories and techniques in the forum, create a group for your team or find a team to join, watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained, all viewed through skeptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. All right, we're back. Big thanks to the sponsors, uh, Paranormal Warehouse, and our good buddies over at Hysteria 51. 
you get another beer? I went and got one, so it will be within reach when I get to it. Um, speaking of sponsors, I got yes. uh, pretty damn certain I got us another sponsor. Oh yeah. Yep. Not gonna say a word about it. Uh, literally just oh, missed. God. I no, I literally just missed a phone call uh, from. Get this, everybody. Now, for those of you who uh, don't know the the show's beginnings. I literally just got a phone call from Myron. Mm. I haven't talked to Myron in months. Okay, so I uh, obviously I missed missed the call or whatever, but I did talk to him a little bit via text today. Uh, he's the one that bird dogged this for us. So uh, yeah, we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, will I not have to look for a job? What's that now? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Hopefully one Are day. Are you saying uh, yes? Hopefully one day we will be able to uh, just podcast. You know what I'm saying? Just, just hire me, Josh. Hire you for what? Whatever. Don't I'm I good have to, at a lot of things? Yeah, I have to get paid first, don't I? <laughs> like for something. <laughs> Fuck. You do you do get paid for something. Yeah, right I now. do. I get paid for something. I get paid for my my nine to five <laughs> is what mm-hmm. I get paid for. Oh my god! Yeah, fun stuff, everybody. Have you ever heard of the uh, a Combaro figures? Combaro? A Combaro? A Combaro? No. I'm not no. sure how it's pronounced. I don't think I have. I had heard of these before. Um, discovered in 1944, the Akambaro figures are a collection of small ceramic figurines allegedly found in the Akambaro Guanajuato, Mexico. They were discovered by Waldemar Jolserud in July of 1944. According to accounts... Mr. J stumbled upon the artifacts <laughs> while reading or riding a horse in the Akambaro uh, area. He hired a local farmer to dig up the remaining figures, paying for each object he found. Sure. Um, eventually, the farmer and his assistants discovered over 32,000 figures. Book. Which included representations of everything from dinosaurs to people from all over the world, including Egyptians, Sumerians, and bearded Caucasians. Wow. The Akambaro figures have been cited as out-of-place artifacts as they are clearly human-made and portray a large variety of dinosaur species. Huh. According to all history books, humans did not live in the time of the dinosaurs. Upon the discovery, well, thanks for letting me know that. It's like, jeez, uh, yeah. appreciate that. Upon the nugget yeah. of fucking information, assholes. Upon the discovery of the figures, many creationists from all over the world proclaimed the artifacts legitimate. If these figures are genuine, it can stand as credible evidence for the coexistence of dinosaurs and humans, which would severely damage the theory of evolution and offer support for the literal interpretation of the Bible. I don't remember dinosaurs being in the Bible. I might be wrong about that, but I don't I think I would have heard no. that. I mean, I I'm not ignorant on the Bible. I'm even though I'm not religious necessarily. Well, but. yeah, you don't have to be religious to read that shit. Huh. I, fuck, I, I know no a whole idea. lot of people were sleeping with a whole lot of people in Genesis, including their own kin. There was a so. lot of people begatting a whole other lot of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's just begatting all over the place. Um, the attempts word. have been made to date these figures using thermoluminescence or TL dating. And the yeah. results suggest a date around 2500 BCE, which is well after dinosaurs. Yeah. A man named Don Patton claims he found radiocarbon dates for the figures ranging from 6500 years to 1500 years ago. However, the objects are in very good shape 
and show no characteristic evidence of having been in the ground for at least 1,500 years. Wow. If they are authentic artifacts, they should be scratched and marred from the rocky soil, which is characteristics of other objects found in the area. Yeah. Other supporters of the figurines claim that the incredible detail of the dinosaurs suggests a first-hand experience with the creatures. The sheer number of figures discovered is often cited as evidence of a hoax. Yeah. Uh, to date, no credible scholars of archaeology or paleontology accept the discovery as valid. Huh. It's weird all around. Yeah, for sure. Because if the dating is right, even at 6,500 years ago, dinosaurs were long gone. Yeah. But yeah, they may have found bones and stuff, but I don't think that they would be able to. I mean, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. But I don't think uh, Mr. Cro-Magnum Man or not Cro-Magnum Man, but whatever, not even Neanderthal, but Mr. Yeah. Early Human was digging up bones and putting them together and thinking, oh, dinosaur. This, this one fits right here. No, probably not. I'm just throwing it out. So there. either it's it's weird all around because either our dates are completely wrong. Um, is that so far fetched? Is that so far fetched though? Honestly, how far fetched? It would is have it? to. It would have to mean that either one we're being completely lied to by everybody yeah. that is able to test the age of these things, or two, our testing system is wrong. And we're not getting the age of these things correct. Or three, the people that did the testing on this yeah. didn't know what the hell they were doing. But uh, it's, fucking, it's fucking crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. All right. On to the next. All right. So the reason we're doing this yeah. episode is because... Um, sometimes we just don't decide on a topic. Sometimes we just yeah. <laughs> we're procrastinators and we just put it off. And yeah, for sure. But I think it's also I, like you and I have been talking like for what a month now about uh, like time travel, mm-hmm. right? Doing all that type of stuff. This is a very nice little segue. Yeah, what I was going to say was is that we have a person to thank for this topic. I have a friend in Pennsylvania named Chelsea that I've become pretty good friends with, uh, very good friends with, really. Yeah. And yesterday morning, when we were supposed to record Wednesday night. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the day of we were supposed to record, we still hadn't picked a topic. So I was like, um, I need some help. Because I could probably think of some stuff, but you might be able to come up with some stuff I'm not thinking of. And she named off like 15 things, really, that are all great topics. But I didn't have a lot of time to to, uh, look into a lot of them, so I chose this one. So thank you, Chelsea, for suggesting this topic. Thank you, Chelsea, for doing our show prep for us. (laughs) We can (laughs) fucking... (laughs) And I I mentioned that because this one here, this next one... Is one she actually mentioned to me. Okay. When she mentioned this topic. So the Caso artifact is an object claimed by its discoverers to be a spark plug found encased in a lump of hard clay or rock. Yeah. On February 13, 1961, by Wallace Lane, Virginia Maxi, and Mike Mikesell. His name's Mike Mikesell. That's an awesome name. Uh, while they were prospecting for geodes near the town of Olancha, California. I wonder if Sleep Frank yeah. lives anywhere near Olancha and lost a spark plug way back when. <laughs> um, it's long claimed as an example of an out-of-place artifact. So, if the spark plug is encased in a 500,000-year-old geode... This find would represent a substantial scientific and historical anomaly. As spark plugs were invented in the 19th century, I think that's pretty obvious. I don't know why they had to put that in there. Couldn't tell you. Uh, (laughs) Just to clarify. (laughs) 
I mean, there there might be some people that don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. But I mean, there are fuck. people that think there have been the Super Bowl's been around longer than the presidents because there's been more Super Bowls than presidents. Is that is that a real thing? I've seen, uh, uh, there's oh, one God, particular help. tweet that somebody oh, did that, God. but I know other people feel that. <laughs> See, people, it's oh my God, it's shit like that it makes me lose all fucking faith in humanity in general. I'm sorry. It's just the fact that these people fucking exist and how they even breathe. Like, how they even get out the door because they got to fucking tie their shoes. You know what I'm saying? A lot of Velcro, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. All right. So, the discovery of it. Following its collection, Mike Sell destroyed a diamond edge blade cutting through the rock containing the artifact and discovered the item. In a letter written in Desert Magazine of Outdoor Southwest, they used to have a magazine for everything. Fuck, I guess. The Desert Magazine of the Outdoor Southwest. Huh. Sounds riveting, actually. I think I'd want to read it. You might. <laughs> you might read that. I, I think I would, actually. I'm going to pass on it. <laughs> um... <laughs> a reader stated that a trained geologist had dated the nodule as at least 500,000 years old wow. and contained a man-made object. Wow. The identity of the alleged trained geologist and means of geologic dating have never been clarified, nor the findings ever published in any known periodical. Uh, furthermore, at the time, the Maxi reported the Caso artifact as having been dating. A, oh, they just repeated themselves there. Five hundred thousand years old. Yeah. Um. So crazy. The nodule surrounding the spark plug may have created in a matter of years or decades, as demonstrated by examples of very similar iron or steel artifacts bearing nodules which are discussed and illustrated by someone um so there's another artifact we're going to get to called the i think it's called the london hammer and it also was created uh, found inside of a rock huh. and they use the same argument for this as the other one and probably a few other things that somebody at some point dropped it in a crack sure and it went way down uh-huh. and some sort of secretion or clay or some sort of malleable rock solidified around it. Sure. Which and it's not sense. that old. Even though the materials are that old. But they can't prove it. They can't prove it so they don't know. Um... Let's see what else. So they think that it may be human time travelers from the future leaving or losing the artifact during the visit to the past. An investigation carried out by Pierre Stromberg and Paul Heinrich with the help of members of the Spark Plug Collectors of America. We need to... Wait a minute. That group... That's a fucking thing? It's like an organization. The Spark Plug Collectors of America. That's a thing. Huh. Well, people collect barbed wire. Yeah. Because there's so many different types of them. Oh, and I understand. God. I understand collecting things because there's a few things that I collect. Yeah. Okay. I totally understand collecting things. I get it. But barbed wire? Like. I guarantee you. No. That there's somebody <laughs> in your town that collects barbed wire. I'm going to ask around. And then I'm going to ask to see the collection. One of the biggest things of there, barbed wire collecting is a big thing. You see it a what? lot in antique stores. I have never heard of this. Of course, I don't really no? go. I don't go antiquing either, though. I do. I'm a 80 year old woman. Sometimes <laughs> you are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! It's God. all about the exploration of finding something. That's oh, the reason I like doing it. Yeah. That's why I do everything that I do, honestly. I mean, that's the core of me. Yeah. You found the core of me. You're t- Dr. F- Josh, <laughs> Dr. Hurd, you Thank need you. your own TV show. 
There it is. Oh, you're calling me doctor now, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my title. That is. Oh, I t- did it to myself, though. I pulled it out of myself. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, it hurts. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I picture all I kinds of nasty it. things running through your head right now, oh, and why? That's why oh, you're dude. laughing so hard. You're just lucky it's not spewing out my mouth, man. Like, oh my god. <laughs> there are kids that listen to this show. God damn it. Okay. So, <sighs> the Spark Plug Collectors of America has a present. His name's Chad Wyndham. He's also and, he's also the vice president, <laughs> the treasurer, <laughs> the board. <laughs> he's the whole goddamn organization. <laughs> anyway, continue. I'm sorry. He uh-huh. identified the artifact as a 1920s era champion spark plug, which was widely used in the Model T and the Model A engines. Okay. Other spark plug collectors concurred with his assessment. I just pictured like a old dusty room with a bunch of spark plugs on the wall, and they're all sitting there. I concur. I concur. I concur. I don't know if they're saying I concur or, yeah, that's the one right there. That's it. That's it, man. (laughs) You're totally right. Son of a bitch. Yeah, my stomach hurts. So yeah, says um, Dave. Stromberg and Heinrich, the people we mentioned before, yes. their report indicates the spark plug became encased in a concretion composed of iron derived from the rusting spark plug. So it's rusting actually encased it in stuff, huh. according to them. Huh. But as the time of the writing of this... Uh, some of the people have died, it says. Some of the people avoid the public, and they don't know where the spark plug is. You know, they thought being a member of this spark club or spark plug club was going to be like just a fucking fun little walk in the park. <laughs> little did they know. Worldwide controversy. Little did they know. <laughs> oh, man. What's something that you collect that you could be like? You wish there was a membership, like group of, like a association for. I don't know. What do I collect, man? I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> Other than just random shit that strikes my fancy. Um. <sighs> I, oh, you know what? I'll tell you one thing that I do have: baseball cards. But I don't want to buy mine. No, I still I pretty much have to sell mine too. I'm like fuck. They're not well. The ones that I have aren't worth anything. Probably the ones I like the ones that I want to sell are old as fuck. You know what I mean? But yeah. Um. But no, I don't know. I don't see myself joining a club. You know what I mean? There's some dudes out there that take this shit fucking serious, like insanely serious. But I don't know. I collect shot glasses. You do? Well, I well, that's not true. Whenever I go anywhere, I get one. Yeah. People will give them to me, but, you know, and they, I'll put them with the rest of them. I don't sure, even yeah. have them, like, on display anywhere. They're in a box right now, but I used to have them in my dining room. That's hot. But I, I started buying them when I was, like, a freshman in high school. That's awesome. Maybe even younger. Whenever I would go somewhere, <laughs> I did the same. I had I had a few shot glasses that I bought while I was like out and about. The first one was, I think I was in eighth grade, and I went to Colorado, so I got one that said like Keystone on it. You know, the another, another one. I have uh, a Keystone one too. We could be shot glass buddies. Oh, that's we need awesome. an association. I bet there's oh already. Oh my god! I bet there is already one. They're not as cool as ours is going to be. Fuck those fucking fuckers. So anyway, I got another one that was really cool. My mom was not impressed because I was in high school when I bought this. I don't even remember where the fuck I was, but it says 
There is a sucker born every minute, but <laughs> swallowers are harder to find. And she totally got the joke <laughs> and did not think it was funny at all. I thought it was. Well, she let you buy it. No, no, I just bought it. Oh. I just bought the damn thing. It, it was kind of a surprise, I guess. <laughs> Hey, surprise! Your son's I perverted. All right. I have a couple hundred of them. Oh, damn, man. I've got like five. From <laughs> like, all over the world, nice. really. I haven't traveled all over the world, but people bring them, you know, give them to me when they travel somewhere. So, huh? Mostly family, but. I've got a little, uh, I got a little sake, sake glass that you could have. Yeah. That I got I from have Japan. A, I have a couple of those, I think. They're hot. Some. It's hot. I'm trying to think, I do have a ton of sports cards. Yeah, but I really only have them because I think they might be worse. I don't want to throw them away. Exactly. I don't do anything with them. But, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. That's exactly why they're still sitting in my basement. Other types of cards, like I have some. X-Men's cards and stuff. I actually sent Shaggy a couple X-Men's cards. Shit, yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I... I'm sure I collect other shit. That's awesome. Can't think of anything. I used to have quite the comic book collection. Yeah. I gave all those away. Yeah. Yup. Such as... Anyways, that. let's talk about the London Hammer since I mentioned it I in the last this, one. I want to hear about this hammer. So, it gets the name from not cheery old London, but from London, Texas. Um, The London Hammer, also known as the London Artifact, is a name given to a hammer made of iron and wood that was found in London, Texas in 1936. Part of the hammer is embedded in a limey rock concretion. 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 Um, Leading to be regarded by some as an anomalous artifact. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) So, the... uh, They just have accounts of it, so they don't have records of it necessarily, but... Oh, okay. They say the hammer was found by a local couple. They do have a picture of it. Uh, Max Hahn wife while out walking along the course of the Red Creek near the town of London, Texas, they spotted a curious piece of loose rock with a bit of wood apparently embedded in it and took it home. A decade later, their son Max broke open the rock to find the concealed hammer head within. Damn. It began to attract wider attention after Bo obtained it in the 1980s he's um oh creationist carl bow or ba referred to the hammer in the 1980s even using it as the basis of speculation of how the atmospheric quality of the pre-flood earth could have encouraged the growth of giants so he's um and i i, I don't like to use the word crazy but he's a crazy creationist along the lines of the guy that built the huge ark in wherever they just built it in the south. Kentucky, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think the dude's cheese might have slid off the cracker a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Fuck, I don't uh, know. Yeah. The metal hammerhead is approximately six inches long and has a diameter of one inch, leading some to suggest that the hammer was not used for large objects, but rather for fine work of soft metals. The metal of the hammerhead has been confirmed to consist of 96.6 iron, 2.6 chlorine, and 0.76 sulfur. The hammerhead has not rusted since its discovery in the mid-1930s. The hammer was bought by Carl Baugh in 1983, who claimed the artifact was a monumental pre-flood discovery. Shit. Uh, Other observers have noted that the hammer is stylistically consistent with the typical American tools manufactured in the region in the late 1800s. One possible explanation for the artifact is that the highly soluble minerals in the ancient limestone 
may have formed a concretion around the object via a common process huh. uh, such as petrifying uh, which can create similar extrusions around fossils uh, the stone is real and it looks impressive to someone unfamiliar with geological processes how could a modern artifact be stuck in Ordovician rock which is the name of the era the rock is age okay so yeah it says the concretion itself can be of that material and harden around it so That's interesting it looks like and there's no scale in the picture but it looks like basically like a sledgehammer sure huh but yeah, they were just walking along, found this rock found with it. a piece of wood sticking at it, and brought it home, and little Timmy broke it one day. <laughs> Way to go, dickweed. <laughs> and they found this inside. It's interesting. But, but I they still know, don't have like, an explanation for it exactly. They just have well, theories of how it may have happened. Right, which I think is healthy. You know what I mean? Like, you should try to explain it away. I yeah, want to know. absolutely. I want to know. Your honest thoughts. I mean, obviously, you know, we're we're running running short on time here or whatever. I want to know your thoughts about these different types of of things that are found. And obviously it's gonna depend on what is found and the circumstance in which it's found and you know, the substance in which it's found. <laughs> you know what I mean? But your honest well, thoughts about this. Is it all bullshit? I don't know. So the um Everybody knows this picture. Everybody. Okay. I would well, unless they're really young and they're not, you know, haven't learned about it or whatever. But everybody knows the picture of the Last Supper, right? Sure. Everybody knows that picture. They're all sitting on one side of the table. It's a long table. Yeah. And Judas may be doing something or whatnot. But we all know what it looks like. We can picture it in our heads. Yes. That type of table wasn't invented at that time. They had never used that type of table because that painting was done in the 1400s. What the hell? And it's just a representation of what they thought the Last Supper might look like. Huh. What if they were all just sitting around just getting sauced? <laughs> they probably were. I mean, is that really that far-fetched? No, but no. it goes to show that our interpretations of something are skewed by what we know now. Absolutely. So there may be explanations for some of this, even if we don't have those explanations, and they very well could be time travel or an ancient human population that died off long ago, and these are all the things that are left. That's an interesting thought to entertain. But I think we should have a continuation of this episode I maybe next so. month, because I have I literally have 10 other ones here, yeah, including... I think you're right. A horned human skull found right here in the United States among Whoa. a bunch of Native American artifacts. Damn, man. That's fucking awesome. That is super fucking awesome. Ugh. I am beat to hell. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go pass it out. You feeling all right? Feeling I'm good? I'm just like, my eyes hurt. No, dude, I totally hurt. And. I can't focus on anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm a hurting fucking unit. So, yeah, guys, reach out to us. Give us a call. What's our number? 913-730-7255. That's it. I did that completely from memory. <laughs> right there. Only Don't let... Uh, Josh fool you guys he just wants to go get lucky because his wife's been out of town is that what it is yeah I think that's, that's it. what you said it was I think it's 930 like listen here you dirt bag I've been fucking I wake up now at 430 in the morning I'm fucking dying I am absolutely dying I don't know why I'm doing this to myself other than the fact that I am losing weight and things of that nature but god damn it man like i am just i don't know i think it's it's working this working for a living is going to fucking kill me one day i'm pretty sure of it there i said it we're, we're all gonna die one day yeah because that's the american way 
I think it's the human way. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So I tell you what, guys. We're going to let you go. Have a fucking awesome weekend. And we'll talk to you bright and early on Tuesday morning. Peace out. Peace out.